Let's get back to the action on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante. I'm with Ross Tucker. It's quarter number three, and you all know what that means. It's time to ask Ross. This is where we take your questions for Ross. Best question at the end will win the KSN polo shirt. If you want to submit a question for Ross, really easy. Just download our app, Keystone Sports. You'll see the Ask Ross button. Ross, I don't know if I could say this is in honor of your birthday, or, but I'm going to go in the Wayback Machine. We've got, we don't get to all of our questions and I keep them all stored up. I've got questions from like a year ago or so. But they're still good questions, so I'd like to throw them at you. You ready for that? Love it. All right. Here is uh, Pat from Westchester. It says, hey, Ross, in your opinion, what's the top reason you could identify that's holding Penn State back from taking the next step? Is it at quarterback? Is it coaching? Is it recruiting? Would love to hear your take. You know what's funny, Jim? I feel like we get some version of this question every week. It, it, we do. It, what's that? We do. <laughs> and and here's what I would say about it. Um, first of all, Penn State, they don't need to take the next step right now. They need to get back to where they were. You know, I mean, they've taken a step back and arguably two steps back the last couple years. They need to take a step. They need to get back to where they were. So I think that's the first thing. The second thing is, Jim, let me ask you. So I, because I, I hope you pay attention, right? What, what's my, what are my answers going to be? I'm going to let you. Tell the tell the questioner what I'm gonna what I'm gonna say. You got to have the talent, Ross. If you're competing against teams that are ranked number one, two, or three in recruiting year after year after year, and you're ranked number twelve in recruiting, you don't have the talent to compete the same way as Ohio State, Alabama, and Clemson. I don't know if that's your answer, Ross, but that's my answer. Well, it's similar to my answer. But what do I harp on a lot? I harp on they have not had a difference-making quarterback. quarterback. You know, you look at the teams in the college football playoff every year. They almost all have difference-making quarterbacks. You know, the Justin Fields, the Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, you know, Mac Jones, Bryce Young type. Although I guess you could argue... Georgia didn't have that in Stetson Bennett, although he played very well. What they do have, uh, what Georgia did have, and Penn State has not had, dominant interior defensive line play. Dominant. Penn State's had good. Penn State's had some really good defensive ends. They have not had dominant interior defensive line play. More than anything else, I think quarterback and D-tackle are the positions where Penn State 
has not recruited as well as they need to. You know, Ross, you mentioned those two positions, and we've talked about that for years. To show you the difference, though, at Penn State, they just um, – Drew Aller is probably the first top 100 player that James Franklin has recruited at quarterback, right? Ohio State has typically three or four of those guys on their roster every year. And remember last year, Quinn Ewers came in. The number one ranked player in the country came into Ohio State at quarterback. Transferred after one year, Ohio State just shrugged and brought in another top 100 quarterback. At Penn State, if Drew Aller left, Penn State, they wouldn't shrug and say, oh, well, and go get another one when you've only had one of them in seven years. So that's the difference in how these teams recruit. And I'm sure it's, it's the same situation at Alabama. No question. Uh, let, let's go to Mike in Lawrenceville. This one is right up your alley, Ross. First of all, he says, love the podcast. You've kept me company on long runs during the pandemic. Ross, what skills and workout strategies do offensive linemen need in order to play finesse football? And how does that differ from, say, power football, like the style of an Iowa or Wisconsin? Um, I, I guess the first thing I would say is I, I don't totally agree with the premise of the question. In other words, I believe that all football has some power to it. And all football has some finesse to it. I think there are certain styles of play, like gap schemes, where you're coming downhill, power, ISO, where you're running more vertical and you're trying to get, you're trying to knock the opponent back and get vertical displacement. That leads more to power football. And then outside zone schemes where you're trying to get the defense moving horizontally and creating gaps and space with horizontal displacement, that leads more to finesse. But there's an element of finesse to the power and there's an element of power to the finesse always. And it's pretty much what you would expect, actually. You know, the more power football you're going to play, the heavier you're going to be, the bigger the kids you want. You think about Wisconsin in particular with their style of play and their huge offensive line just coming off the rock, knocking you back, which, by the way, was by design. Barry Alvarez got to Wisconsin and said, well, what do we have here? And they said, we've got really big people. And he designed the entire program and offense around that. And then if you are running more of an outside zone scheme, you want to keep your weight down. You want to be more athletic, more agile, and put more of a premium on athleticism. Everybody wants to be athletic. Everybody wants to be bigger. Everybody wants to be strong. It's just where you put more of your focus depending on what you're going to major in 
in your offensive system. And Ross, is it not a case where it's not if you're passing team, it's about finesse. If you're running team, it's about power. Because is there not within the running game itself, depending on how you do it, you have interior linemen pooling and being very athletic, but it's still about what I would call still power football running the ball. Correct. Running the ball is still about power football. And, and by the way, pass pro doesn't have to be passive. Um, and just because you're throwing the football doesn't mean it's finesse. Okay, let's move on. Let's get to Steve in Chicago. And now this is a more current question. He says, hey, Ross, do you think NIL will divide some locker rooms based on some players earning substantial dollars and others earning minimal or or none, especially if the high-dollar players are not playing great? Keep up the great show. You know, it's a really interesting question. I don't know the answer to that, but here's what I do know. You get 25 kids in a recruiting class. These guys talk. So-and-so was guaranteed X amount NIL. The other guys guaranteed half that. At some point, you're not happy for the other guy. You're 18, 19 years old. You're mad that you don't get more. I, I think it's, I think, you know, look, I think it's a good thing for the kids. I'm glad they're getting the money. I think it's going to be a mess. I really do. I, I think it's going to be an absolute mess and disaster. Um, I don't know how else to describe it. I just think it is. I mean, I, I think it is going to be rough because they don't have agents necessarily there's not a salary cap but people are not going to be happy when they find out that certain guys were promised more money than they were to go to the school especially if they're playing better than them um i appreciate the answer ross because i was afraid you would say oh in the nfl they're paid and there's a big discrepancy and it works out fine and I'm glad you didn't say that because I think in the NFL, it's much different. It's a business. Everybody knows it's a business. Everybody knows Aaron Rodgers is going to get paid a lot more than the right guard, no matter how good the right guard is. So, in and in college, yeah, it's turned into a recruiting incentive. And you have, and well, let me ask you this next question, which is going to hit on this a little bit more. Brad from Percasey says, with some schools having more recruiting success due to name, image, and likeness, could it come back to bite them with the transfer portal? I'm thinking of this because of the Quinn Ewers situation. Now, just to remind everybody, Quinn Ewers left high school early to go to Ohio because Ohio State, because of name, image, and likeness, which he could do there, didn't play. I think he played one or two plays and handed the ball off collected a paycheck, and now he's transferring back to the state of Texas where he could probably get more NIL money. Yeah, I mean, but he was getting that money before he went to Ohio State. Like He was getting that money for who he is, I feel like, not from Ohio State. 
I feel like he was getting it because he was that good of a prospect. I think the the spirit of the question is, well, <laughs> what about if you have, you know, you're the other quarterback there who's playing. You've got this kid who's never has never taken a snap, <laughs> collecting money, and it turns out he never does take a meaningful snap at the school, and he's already off to another place making more money. Well, let's sneak in one more question, Ross, if we can. Um, Eric from Lancaster said, this uh, is not intended to be an anti-Franklin question, just a road not taken hypothetical. As a former offensive lineman, what do you think the state of the program would be today if Penn State had hired former offensive lineman Mike Munchak as the head coach in 2014? Yeah, not, not as good as it is now. Uh, I think there's... I don't think people remember what it was like when Franklin got the job. You know, Penn State was down. Penn State was a borderline top 25 program. You know, people are forgetting 16, 17, 18, 19. Penn State was a top 10 program by any measure. People need to remember that. Very good, Ross. That's it for quarter number three. Stay tuned. In quarter number four, we'll name our winner. This is Jim from Keystone Sports. You know, a lot has changed about State College, but one thing that hasn't is W.C. Clark's Coffee Roasters on Calder Way. 30 different varieties of specialty coffee beans sourced from over 25 countries and roasted with love each morning in Happy Valley for over 45 years. We'll ship our fresh roasted coffee from our doorstep to yours. That's right. You can now order online at statecollegecoffee.com. So go to statecollegecoffee.com and use discount code KSN at checkout.